buddy. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, we're going to talk about... About. Groups. We're gonna oh. talk about. We're gonna talk about uh, groupthink and individual think. And uh, what do you think? What do you think about groupthink? We're gonna. Yeah. We're. T- I mean, there's this whole thing about like uh, thinking like a group. Well, and and just does it is. Where does it come from? How much of it is, is it beneficial? Uh, yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows, Dan? The shadow knows. Uh, wow. That's a reference. It's quite a reference, isn't that, it? That's that to was... our octogenarian <laughs> listeners. There are septuagenarians that remember that too. <laughs> that one's for you guys, <laughs> old folks. All right, all righty, Dan. Yeah, what do you got? Oh, this is this is this comes from the not surprised file. <laughs> uh, however. Uh, Still outrageous. Okay, good. Uh, oh, God. Uh, Oklahoma State Senator has been charged with three felonies after child prostitution investigation. Of course. He was caught red-handed oh, with dear. a uh, 17-year-old male prostitute in a motel. Can, can I just make a guess here? What? This is going to be one of those super anti-LGBT conservatives. Well, he's definitely pro-law and order. Okay. Uh, so he's, 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 defi- he's definitely done that. He's a, he is a conservative. Yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, the article doesn't get into has he sponsored any anti-LGBT stuff, but it's kind of a It's, it's part and parcel. He's probably he's, Christian. And he's, oh, he's definitely Christian. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, the man, in fact, uh, had trained... Uh, initially, he went to what is it, the Oklahoma Bible College or something mm. like that. Let me see if I can find that. He, I'm 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 going out of order from what I had planned. Uh, you didn't go to Oral Roberts. That's the big one in Oklahoma, isn't it? Oral Roberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he, he went to not. Anal Roberts instead. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding da ding. Who, Gay jokes. Who knows? <laughs> Damn. Um. Uh. Yeah. He uh, he studied. Um. To go do uh, to do mission work. That's what he went to college for. Oh, um, and you can uh, go to college for that in Oklahoma. You can. Wow. <laughs> you go to a Bible college. You Hooray. sure can. Uh, he wanted to do missionary work in Uganda, but he decided instead to go into the oil and gas industry. Well, that's so probably the, wise. Yeah, but is he super Christian? Yes. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, nonetheless, the details of the whole thing are uh, so really you, you awful. said prostitution. Yeah, he's so, he's paying this boy. Yeah. So the kid was uh, had solicited himself on Craigslist. Oh, um, so for uh, uh, his girlfriend, however, was concerned. Whose girlfriend? The the boys. Oh, seventeen year olds. Um, because she he had told her that he was gonna get paid tonight um <laughs> and she feared that he was still involved in uh illegal narcotics and so she uh went to the boy's dad and oh. that's how this whole thing ended up going down holy they shit. didn't know that he was going to be hooking up with a state senator <laughs> oh god right? they had no clue about that whole thing oh my god and so the police when they entered the room they said it reeked of marijuana uh, apparently uh shorty in an exchange um, online, the boy had asked him, 
uh, obviously asking him for money. He says, I need money for spring break. He says, yeah. Shorty replied, I don't really have any legitimate things I need help with right now. Would you be interested in, quote, sexual stuff? Um, and then the <laughs> juvenile wrote, yes. Um, <laughs> Shorty then uh, asked if um, if uh, the boy, if he wanted to smoke marijuana, um, is what the intention there is. And the boy says, that's up to you. Shorty then wrote, sounds good. Can you bring a pipe or something and a lighter? Wait, he's got the weed, but not the paraphernalia to smoke it? No, I think the boy here was, uh, I don't know. I'm just saying. That's weird. Maybe, maybe he did have the weed. He probably found the weed. Yes. Easy to, when you need it. Right. Right. As a conservative Christian who can't get caught with anything. Right. You can procure it, use it, throw it away. But it, you don't want to buy a pipe. Right. You don't want something. Yeah. Right. Exactly. He's, been, he's been using apples. Yeah. Just a, you, Maybe. You, you know, bring a pipe. Well, It'll he's f- married. He's got kids. Um, and uh, goes by the name Jamie Tilly online. Ooh. That's fun. Uh, nonetheless, he's been charged with the three. The three things that he's been charged for are all prostitution related. They're not getting him for the for the pot. Which I think is That's, why not? Well, yeah. Um, and uh, the state uh, senate has acted quickly to punish Shorty for quote disorderly behavior. Good lord! Uh, and they unanimously stripped him of most of his privileges at the Capitol, including his office and his parking space. So, but he's they still really—he's still a senator. Well, he's still an elected official. Yeah. Yeah, he's he also, hasn't been removed from office. Well, yet. he hasn't been convicted of anything. Right. Exactly. So, but disorderly conduct. Um, one of the things that's also kind of a funny detail in this whole thing is that Shorty had been, uh, he'd helped a former state representative, uh, by the name of Mike Christian, um, deal with, uh, he, he was a consultant with, to, to help him. He was a political consultant, but he was specifically helping this guy, with, uh, kind of dance around some sexual, um, not assault, um, sexual sexual harassment uh-huh. claims right and so this guy had already he's a, he's a slimy nasty dude right well, so yeah. he was he was helping this state representative who was running for sheriff somewhere try to beat <laughs> these yeah sexual harassment claims so i mean this guy he's it's just i mean it's it's a terrible story because it involves a minor yeah. um yeah but um but, but he really has gotten what he I deserves. mean, it's just, it's, you know, the only reason that these are stories for us is the hypocrisy. Absolutely. It's just those willing to yell loudest about, oh, the immorality. Oh, yeah. Man, they're the ones that get caught. Yeah. It's just, it's never. It's Shakespearean. It's Freudian. It's, it's all everything. of the things. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Anybody who has an IAN at the end of their name uh, who isn't uh, Armenian, because all of, all of them end their names in IAN, like Shakespearean. And, anyway. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, that's uh, that's just how it goes. It's never a shock. And, and as the memes, the internet memes point out, uh, it's always, there have been plenty of GOP legislators arrested for doing nasty things in public bathrooms. Yeah. Still to this day, zero trans people. Trans people are not the problem. Wow. 
Yeah. GOP legislators are the problem. Are the problem. And also, you have a legislator in your state who jumps up and down a little too much about the LGBT issues. Uh, might as well just investigate the guy. The lady right doth protest too much, methinks. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to transition into uh, my story because it's oh, yeah. to do. I, 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 we've got a good segue here. Oh. Um, pe- uh, people might m- remember uh, former governor of North Carolina, Pat McCrory, who was just recently defeated oh. and, uh, and, and is no longer governor yeah. of, of the fine state of North Carolina. Um, he was made famous fairly recently um, by a pushing, by his pushing of and adamant pushing of uh house bill two uh which banned transgender people from using right uh the bathroom that matched their own gender identity right and forced them to use the one that matched their birth certificate what he thought was their gender identity right his version right which is important well yeah i mean he he knows best he does know best uh you know here's the thing uh recently so so you know he's He's free market now. He's uh he's out on the open range in oh. terms of in terms of his employment. Yeah. Uh he complained recently on a podcast uh that he's been having trouble finding a job. Oh no. People won't hire him because they think he's a bigot. What? Which is the farthest thing from what he is according to himself. No, he's not a bigot. No, no, no. How could how could he be a McCrory's not a bigot. Right. Uh, it, it is as though people looked at his uh, unwillingness to hear the, ply, the, the cry of the transgendered community. Right. That they just want to pee in peace. Right. Uh, and somehow that makes him a meanie? And I don't know. The, the crux of this story for me, the thing that I love about this story is, hooray! It's working. Yeah. Like, society's advancing, and yeah. people who are uh, anti-LGBT are, yeah. getting, are, 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 are getting societal getting consequences their, for yeah. it. Getting their due. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. This needs to happen more, and they need to talk about it more. So that, yeah. so that yeah. people in office, uh, maybe they think twice yeah. about their life after they're in office. Because it's going to happen, folks. Sooner or later, you don't win election where you just decide you're fed up with it. Here's here's his exact quote. Uh, He says that uh, the bill, quote, has impacted me to this day. Oh, no. Even after I left office, people are reluctant to hire me because, oh, my gosh, he's a bigot, which is the last thing that I am. (laughs) He says it's almost perhaps, sir, the first thing you are. Yeah. Or at least the first thing that people think of you. Right. Right. If you're, you don't it, want people to think you're a bigot, don't act like you're a bigot. That's right, easy. Right. The, way, the, the formula on that one's super easy. The way to con- convince everyone to show us that you're not a bigot is don't do bigoted things. <laughs> and then we'll be like, oh, wow, that dude's not a bigot. Actually, we probably won't even think, we won't even have that thought. It won't occur to us that you would have we, been a bigot. The word bigot won't even enter into the conversation. Right. Right. Well, just because if you have to think, oh, he's not a bigot. Chances are, you did uh, something. He probably was a bigot. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's only uh, that I just <laughs> tried to managed to pass one of the most bigoted laws in recent history, 
why would they call me a bigot for that? Terrible. This society these days. I'm just trying. The media. I'm trying I'm to blame the media to protect the ladies. Yeah. From all of those pervert men who are trying to go to the bathroom in their in their bathroom. Right. That's all it is. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Dan. Yes, sir. Another awesome segue. Okay. This is uh, about the Kasim. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Okay. Uh, Girls Council. <laughs> okay. You want to guess where Kasim is? Uh, Saudi Arabia. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. There's a Al-Kasim province. Um, where there are apparently a lot of women, mm-hmm. about fifty percent of the population of Al Qasim province. Oh is wow, that's women. that's similar to the demographics here, I believe. <laughs> yeah, uh, and upon uh, forming the first ever Qasim uh, Council, Qasim Girls Council, um, they they held a big event announcing the whole thing. Oh, good. Uh, the, and the, this is you know this is to promote girls. Right, I, and 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 girls, you know, it, it makes me needs. nervous when you say this is to promote girls in Saudi Arabia. I, but go to on, promote, promote their cause. Okay, right. Okay, uh, I'm still nervous, but go on. Up on stage, should I turn you turn the photo toward you? I think I'm. I think I see what's coming, but yes, please do. This is who was seated up on stage. Yeah, bunch of men. Those are some sexy ladies. <laughs> By which I mean. It is the, uh, it, it looks it's like... all men. 13 men were up on stage, total. Yeah. It, uh, it's like a Yasser Arafat lookalike contest no, up there. <laughs> not a single woman. Uh, the women apparently were in another room linked via video. Right, of course. Right. Uh, because of co- it continues, Saudi Arabia continues with their strict uh, gender separation laws. And, and their strict shut up girls laws. <laughs> Men are here. We can speak for you. Right. The oh. men have arrived. Yes, we agree that there's a need for a girls' council. We will form one amongst ourselves <laughs> and decide how many girls we each get. Apparently, the, the you've probably, you probably may have seen this on social media. Apparently, it's been making the rounds. Yeah. I don't partake in social media, so I wouldn't know. Um, You're so much better than the rest of us. <laughs> um, but um, I guess there was another viral image that went all around with that. Uh, with the with our our president mm. um surrounded by men signing an, an abortion policy um law mm. that's that photo right there right right and so the, the the connections are being drawn the similarities are being pointed out yeah um not not the, that far off i mean boy men just love making the decisions for the ladies oh yeah why only make decisions about yourself? Right. Oh, it's fun. The part that Let's I make decisions for other people. You know, too. the part that I object to is that those men uh, in Saudi Arabia were not white. <laughs> I feel like we white men should be deciding do a better job for those men of deciding for what they should be able to decide for the ladies. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that one, Dan. Uh, oh, that's the objection. This is, this okay, is all, I see. This is all part of a, a, a long. Uh, process in Saudi Arabia where they're trying to uh, raise the profile not necessarily raising the profile I phrased that incorrectly where they're trying to increase women's participation ah. on a certain level in men's power 
Uh, well, at least in the workforce. Okay. Oh, really? Uh, from the current 22% up to 30%. Now, of course, these will probably have to be, you know, service sector jobs mm. in, you know, segregated malls and whatnot. Well, someone, um, you know, some, women work in those spaces because there's because men the genders are separate. Right. Men, men can't, can't work. There. Serve the ladies. And let me tell you something. Women be shopping. Oh, yeah. Women be shopping. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, With the growth of their, I mean, they're trying to diversify their economy. Right yeah, now. Sure, sure. They're going to need women working in some of these jobs. Yeah. It'd be super easy to have an, an all-female call center. How does that work? Are men allowed to speak to women over the phone? I don't know. They're certainly reluctantly. <laughs> they don't want to. <laughs> I just, you know, the thing about a gender-segregated society is that uh, women are great to talk to, and yeah, it just like they're just cutting themselves off from. I mean, frankly, guys can be boring. I don't know that guy right there. He looks like a. He looks really interesting. <laughs> Second from the left. Yeah, yeah, he does look like an interesting guy. The the, the way that he's sort of In hunched, the, mm, kind of. He's that little throne-like chair that he's sitting in. Uh, uh, yeah, he looks like quite the card. They all look the same. Yeah. Not because, just because they're all dressed the same. Are they all wearing sunglasses? They're all... Or glasses of some... They're, is there an eyesight problem in mm, Saudi Arabia? I think it's, everything's too bright. The dust. It's the dust. <laughs> they're all indoors wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that, that's all very fascinating. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take us to Europe, where oh, uh, where there has been a one of what are probably three really kind of important elections to decide if Europe is every bit as shitty as the United States of America. Mm. Uh, so the first hurdle has been jumped, and uh, the Netherlands has passed oh, the test. Uh, they not are n- as not as shitty as the United States. Uh, what, we're, what we're talking about is uh, they, they had a big election, and the party of Geert, I'm going to guess Wilders, yeah, uh, or Wilders, depending on how Americanized you want to make that. Probably Wilders. Yeah. Uh, did not win. Yeah. His anti-Islam, uh, anti-EU party... Uh, what didn't came in second place, right? So ha 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 on him. So so far, only the UK is as shitty. So far, right, right, right. <laughs> yes, the UK has managed to do it. Uh, the Netherlands At least separate on the Netherlands uh, managed not to uh, not to elect the worst people to their. I mean, we assume, uh, but yeah. There's, so their parliament will not be uh, controlled. By the, uh, but they he did get a sizable group, right? Like, what percentage of the vote did he did they, he get? He his party came in number two. Uh, wow. They led the opinion polls until late in the campaign, uh, so they had hoped to pull off to 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 pull off a a, a big political coup, right? Um, but yes, they're number two. They did gain seats in parliament, right? Uh, so so they are on the on the growth uh, right. trajectory. Hopefully, the trend line is going up. Hopefully, this this cools that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, all of this is fueled, of course, by anti-Muslim sentiment uh, because of the refugee situation in Europe. Uh, 
And, you know, the next thing we're going to be looking at uh, Germany, Angela Merkel has a, you know, has a challenge coming, coming up. Yeah. Uh, The main challenge is, is actually probably from the left, but there's also her party, her, her uh, right wing party is being split by uh, a bunch of anti-immigrant people as well. Yeah. It's tricky out there. What about France? I hear France has. Yeah. Another one. That's the other one. Le Pen or whatever. Yeah, her name is. Yeah, she's the, or the yeah the the far right uh, national front in yeah. France is is a, is is looking problematic. Their elections in May. Yeah. Uh, in Turkey, uh, the 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 prime minister of Turkey was uh, was glad. Uh, this is Erdogan. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. Uh, was was glad that 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 Geert Wilders didn't win. Oh. Uh, but still believes that a war is coming, or that the big major problems are coming to Europe. Uh, oh boy! And now, mind you, uh, Turkey's had some troubles uh, in the in the Netherlands recently. Um, they've actually cut major uh, diplomatic ties because Erdogan wanted his ministers to speak to Turks in. The Netherlands, as I understand it, uh, to to um, to try and engage Turks uh, who are out of the country to vote for Erdogan to have stronger powers in his country. Okay, and the Netherlands said did not allow uh, Turkish uh, diplomats to hold rallies and, and oh, wow. do this. Anyway, there's a lot of <sighs> there's a lot of ins and outs happening over there. Apparently, they're allowed. Apparently, Europe's allowed to have all kinds of uh, pol- politics as well. It just seems weird. <laughs> Leave that to us. We're doing so well with it. Uh, just do whatever we say. I know. Well, uh, yeah. Well, maybe that my upcoming little trip to Europe will be one of my one of the be my last opportunity to there see you know. uh, an undestroyed. Or maybe you can fix it while you're over there. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway. That'll happen. All right, Dan. Yeah. You always like these stories about the Satanic Temple. I was surprised that you didn't grab this one up. <laughs> um, they've got a new a new little uh, uh, campaign, I guess, that they're running down in Texas. Ooh. Uh, they are encouraging students there in the public schools who um, who, who could potentially be... Um, um, disciplined mm. with corporal punishment. Oh, uh, to get onto their website, and there's a little form that they can fill out that does not align them with the Satanic Temple, so they're not joining. They're right. not members of the Satanic Temple, but it will align. It will well. It will align them with a specific tenet of the group's sort of belief system. Oh, um, that a person's pos- uh, that a person's body is inviolable and Ah. subject only to his or her will as a way to claim religious exemption from corporal punishment. Okay. Right. Interesting. Right. They've put up a big billboard, uh, near, uh, Springtown, uh, which actually hit the headlines, um, a few years ago, um, about five years ago when a male assistant principal, uh, paddle two female students. We may have actually covered this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The story uh, rings familiar. Sure. Um, 
well, of course, the the policy still stands that, um, you know, the kids can be spanked. Yeah. Uh, Now, now the policy is that that what everybody kind of wanted was that a female uh, administrator would have to do the spanking for fem- for, 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 for girls. Yeah, because that, that's um, so So, so sort of same gender, whatever. Well, Spring Springtown was like, no, we want we want sort of the force that that man can, can hit that he's, kid with. He's stronger. It's going to yeah. sting more. Needs to be equal punishment doled <laughs> out here, folks. And so they just need a woman to be in the room Jesus while Christ. it's happening to witness to make sure that there wasn't anything untoward yeah because that that's a perfect system lord knows no woman could ever uh be in the room when something worse happens right oh no that couldn't um according to lucian greaves yes says we are not doing this to recruit he's the head of the uh head of the uh satanic temple yes uh we're doing we're not doing this to recruit we're doing this to protect children we think it's a savage and backward practice and it is yeah uh apparently there are 15 states that allow for it uh, for corporal corporal punishment punishment. interesting texas of course being the most um enthusiastic (laughs) on the topic uh and uh however individual school districts are allowed to set their own policy on the topic for example dallas uh independent school district does not allow uh for corporal punishment and that's why every child in dallas is spoiled <laughs> it's out of control dan absolutely out you of spare control. that rod you're gonna spoil that child but i love this idea of uh yeah the letting uh he also says we're hoping to get children to sign up to exempt themselves from corporal punishment policies whether their parents agree or not yeah basically saying that child has a right to defend their own body autonomy autonomy and their body that's their right right and it should be the child has a right not to be abused in any way shape or form every child has a right not to be hit yeah yep whether by a a drunk parent or Or a, 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 a creepy school principal right exactly yeah yeah if you can't honestly honestly if you can't discipline a child Without hitting them? Yeah. Uh, you, you probably don't belong in the school system. If you can't figure out a way to, uh, yeah, to encourage good behavior right. without hitting a tiny child. Well, it's absolute just pure fear. Because in Oklahoma, they allowed it when I was a kid. Oh, my God. And a few kids would yeah. have to report to the office for no, their Maybe at the college level, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Maybe once they get big enough that they can fight back. Sure. <laughs> then it's then then it's, it's at least a different animal. Yeah. I, I, Lord I don't knows know that that's a good idea. I've wanted to hit a couple of college kids in my day. Well, it's more when they sort of go through that know-it-all phase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's when. <laughs> that's when. Just smack them. They just start telling you all the, everything that they know so much about that you couldn't possibly know anything about. And you're just like, mm-hmm, here it comes. Yeah. Here it comes. I'm putting the hurt on. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to take us across the oceans to India, uh, where Reza Aslan has been making some interesting news. Interesting. Uh, Reza Aslan is a, a, a scholar, and, and um, he's, he's of uh, Iranian descent, I believe, uh, and, and a Muslim. 
And he's doing a, a show, uh, a documentary series uh, for CNN, uh, in which uh, he went to India, and he is, boy, he's outraged some some Hindus. Oh yeah, uh, because he spent quite a bit of. He went to Varanasi, which is a which is a very uh, which is the most sacred city in all of India for the Hindus. The most Hindu of all the cities. It's the Hindu. Hind- Hinduiest. It's the Hinduiest. Uh, it is where the, the Ganges River, or Maganga, as, uh-huh. as they said right. there, uh, meets the city of, is it Shiva? The, 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 the Varanasi? I don't know. Anyway, I learned it when I was there. Now I've forgotten everything that I learned. Um, anyway, he found this little, this very little uh crazy bananas like hindu offshoot offshoot cult okay and he went and hung out with them okay turns out they're like cannibals and they're weird and like he was he was sort of forced to he drank some alcohol out of a skull and then he was he ate human brains like they gave him human brains and then they threatened his life for talking too much it was apparently it was it was a very scary were there situation. Cameras at least. Was, yeah, there were other people around. Yeah, this is all on camera. This is all Ooh. on tape. He ate human brains. He ate human brains on camera. Yeah, surely that breaks some tenet of Islam. Yeah, isn't of, there one that's of about all of the things? <laughs> you know, giving to the poor and. Well, I mean, I also uh, said that he uh, he dr- he drank go, alcohol go, out of a. Oh shit! You did. Yeah. He's not a Muslim anymore. Well, he's yeah, he's he's a broken Muslim, is what he is. Uh, is, is there a, a fatwa out to get him? No, but the the Hindus are the ones that are mad at him now. What? Because because I I mean, what they're claiming, and I think they've got a valid point, is that he's like in he spent all of this time, uh, you know, in a limited time documentary, talking to like the craziest sect of this religion which paints the whole you know which may which may serve to paint the whole religion in its in a weird light so it'd be like it'd be only looking at the jehovah's witnesses or the snake handler the snake handler and saying that's christianity say that yeah you know i went and found these christians and look what they do with the snakes and they drink the poison and all of the stuff right so i mean i think that there is some validity but you know he's also making entertainment and uh that's some entertainment right there. These guys are nutballs. I can't believe that he actually look, um, look, look at that engaged in eating like brains. And I don't think he felt like he had a choice. Like they were threatening him. The, I'm showing Frank a picture now of yeah. a, of a guy that guy's, he, who's like he's he's dressed. He's like he's he, got a beard and he's kind of got his face all whited out. Like some you know some Hindu mystics do this sort of face yeah. painting sort of thing. He could also just as easily be a uh, unless that's like human bacon around his. No, those his, are like human jawbones and stuff oh, Jesus that he's Christ. got like. Okay, yeah, arranged around his. That's his a head. little scary. Yeah, I was about to say he could just as easily be a, a, a yoga guru, but yeah, I mean he, he's a he, he is one step beyond that. Yeah, these guys are or two, and apparently, apparently, Aslan's head was smeared with like uh, uh, ash from a human uh, pyre from from a, a, a cremation. <sighs> That's one of the big things that happens in Varanasi is like. They do, they do, there are all these crematoria along the river 
where they go, they, you know, they build up a lot. They have just cords and cords of wood and they, they build up a fire. They put the bot, you know, you, you, you're, the family brings the body of a loved one there. They, they burn it and then just everything goes into the river. Right. And that's both upstream and downstream from where people do the holy dip into the river from, you know, for, for, for the, the, so yeah, people are like dipping into the river uh, yeah. with with human he, remains. Is he just trying flowing. to outdo Louis Thoreau with Weird Weekend? Or yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, what, why? Under what guise is this CNN that he's doing this yeah, for? Yeah. Oh my god. So like kooky things happening. So um. Wow. It's just nuts. How, okay, the other question I had: uh, Where are they getting the, the the human brains from? They're cannibals. Are they killing people and then eating? I them? don't think so. I think these are people who died and bequeathed their body to be eaten. Yeah, I guess Maybe. other members of the sect. I don't know. Like the other thing is that like, I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's safe to eat human brain. I think actually you can get like horrible disease from that. I'm not sure. Ugh. Well. If- Reza Aslan, you know, all of a sudden goes off the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's bad. That's he bad. apparently he apparently quipped at one point, I feel like this may have been a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't get me within ten miles of that. No. Not no. even as like a production crew. Like there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little scary. Oh my god. Anyway, uh if if you'd like to tell us about your uh Encounters with crazy Hindu cannibals, please write into us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. Right. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we'll let you in. Okay, Dan. Yes, sir. You ready for your, uh, some Cindy Jacobs? Do you remember Cindy Jacobs? Cindy Jacobs. The she's, prophetess. She's a, she's a very important lady. She's uh, She kind of heads up a little church. She predicts things. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's, she's kooky, batshit crazy. Yeah. Right? Um, well, she's got some things to say um, about uh, Christians and the Jews. I love it. I want to read a Bible verse to you about us. If you are born again, according to Romans eleven seventeen, it says, But if some of the branches were broken off, and you Gentiles, that's us, being like a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among them to share with them the rich root of the olive tree. Now that's, again, typology. What is symbology? What does that mean? It means that what the Jews have, we have. However, we have more when we're in Christ because the Holy Spirit is inside us, empowering us to do the good works we're called to do. Amen? And so I want you to get excited about this, you know, because 
You know, I mean, I know uh, I was in China and a lot. We were talking about the Jews of China and how the blessing came, and we were tracing some of the Jewish history of China and so forth. But I want to say to you that one of the things I believe that's going to bring a great harvest of Jews is the Christians becoming so profoundly wealthy. And I'm not going to read it to you out of Romans 11, but it goes on and it talks about that. That it's going to make them jealous. The wealth and the riches that we're able to attain is going to make them jealous. Do you think our poverty is going to make a Jew jealous? Come off it. No. We are meant to prosper. Why? Because they understand in their culture that obedience to God brings blessing. <laughs> oh, dear God. The, the high goal that God has for his flock is to make the other flock jealous. And then it's, they'll come running. Yeah, I guess. I mean, well, just, you know how the Jews are with money. They love it. They love it. It's the best thing that they have. <laughs> That's the only thing that they understand, really. Well, they, but they understand that God <laughs> lets his people prosper. You know, you'd think <laughs> the narrative that you hear so often from, like, right-wingers is that the Jews control the media, the Jews control the, the banks, the oh, Jews are yeah. all rich and blah, blah, blah. You'd think that, like, someone like this would look at that and go, oh, maybe we should be running the other direction. <laughs> maybe we should be converting to Judaism. They seem to be winning. Yeah, the the prosperity uh, thing, prosperity doctrine, right? They seem to be prospering, at least by our own narrative. Yeah, but if we if we hold on to the Christianity thing, <laughs> we'll soon be richer. Just any minute now, we'll be richer than the Jews. Any minute now, uh, oh it's God. the prosperity doctrine will work. Any minute now, because Lord knows, no poor Christians. Uh, certainly not in, in, in her southern neck of the woods. <clears throat> Ain't no poor Christians. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. It's so it's funny. Just, I, oh, my God. Ridiculous. Hey, uh, I, we, we had some folks write into us. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to. So you and I got into a little bit of hot water uh, this last week. Uh, many people were upset by uh, things that you and I said. Really? Uh, mostly. How is that possible? White then? men were upset by things that we said. <laughs> um, because we said some things about women and about uh, people of color that they didn't like. Uh, so let's 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 dive in. Um, hey, guys, I usually agree with you uh, on most everything, but I think that you're way off base on the conversation around men making women feel threatened. Hmm. Uh, you recall, Frank, that we that we uh, talked about, you know, uh, we posited the uh, the uh, scenario of a woman walking down the street alone at night right. and a man approaching from behind. Yeah, and uh, you know the possibility of the woman crossing the street to avoid a confrontation, or and we said, wouldn't it be nice if the man crossed the street so that she felt more comfortable? Well, yeah, I mean, one one person here, she. Out of her own self-protection, would want to cross the street, right? Because right. she doesn't know if the man's going to be an and attacker. Wasn't this or... Based on something where somebody felt offended. Yes, it was based happened? on a thing that I I had read where the guy was complaining that he was offended that she would cross the street because he's not he's not a rapist, right? So, and how how and how would she? Why would she just assume that he is? Right. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll we'll finish this uh, email and then we'll we'll discuss. Okay. 
Uh, uh, he says, uh, uh, he or she, sorry, this isn't signed. Uh, obviously some women are going to get to feel threatened when a man is approaching from behind on a public mm-hmm. street. And I'm not going to go ahead and tell women how they should or shouldn't feel in any given situation. But yes, it's a dangerous, but, but saying men should cross the street to avoid the possibility of inadvertently intimidating a woman is to my mind, no different than saying black people should cross the street to avoid intimidating white people. It's an offensive proposition based solely on the fact that I'm male. The solution to this problem, to the problem of women feeling secure is to reduce crime and rape overall, not engage in a solution that equates to gender segregation. This idea is straight out of the mouth of the of Islamic, ultra-Orthodox Jewish, and fundamentalist Christian apologists trying to explain away the misogyny inherent in their belief systems. Well, thanks for writing in. Yeah. Um, I think here's, you know, a lot of other people wrote uh, more strident things right. to us. Also had a, a voicemail on the topic. Okay. I, I, think, I think that here's, here's a couple things that we, that we need to acknowledge. Right. And that is that most men are not going to attack a woman. On the street. True. And, yeah. you, you know, you're not a rapist. Right. Great. Great. And, yeah. And and, uh, and just because other men are doesn't mean that anyone should assume that you are. Exactly. That's not the point that we were making. No. The point that we were making is there are enough men who are rapists right. or attackers right. or thieves. Right. That a woman walking alone on the street is right to feel vulnerable. Right. And is right to take whatever precautions she feels she needs to, to feel safe. Right. And here's where the race analogy, or linking this up to race, breaks down for me. Right. Right. And it has, Because it's very much not the same. It's not the same thing. And it has to do with the thought of, if I, if I as a man, walking and I, and on a university campus. Right. Right. And I see a black man approaching, right, mm-hmm. from the opposite direction. Sure. I don't think twice about it. Right. I'm in a bad part of town. Any man approaching, I think twice about it. Right. Right. And Context it, is super important in right. these questions. And it's not about the race of the person. Exactly. It's about, is this a safe scenario? Right. And so, you take a woman walking across a university campus... And it doesn't matter who that person is They're, right? or that man is. University campuses, which are sort of, you know, bastions of, you know, liberal, liberal thinking, thinking so oh. forth and so on. And uh, in general, pretty safe places. Rapes occur on university campuses. At, rapes occur at super in high downs- rate. Yeah. You, rapes occur in downtown areas right. uh, in 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 uh, upper middle class neighborhoods, rapes occur in nice parks. Right. They occur everywhere. Right. A woman. There's no context in which a woman alone. Right. Is going to be inherently safe. Right. Whereas I can take race and put it into different places in different socioeconomic settings. And as a man, it's not an issue. Right. 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 I would yeah, if I if depending on the context, I will cross the street to avoid a group of men, depend re, regardless of race. Right. Uh you know, if if a bunch of rowdy guys tumble out of a bar 
looking like they're spoiling for a fight. Right. It, I'm going to cross the street. I'm going to take measures to be out of that chaotic environment. Right. Because, because how, you, you don't you easily are you now a faggot right. for whatever reason. Right. Or, yeah, they just don't like, you know, they don't, they don't like, like something, you, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it would be foolish of me to just venture into a situation like that. Right. Just as in any given scenario, right. a woman is, uh, is, is a vulnerable person and right. uh, more vulnerable than a man. There's just an, an assumption of vulnerability right. uh, that makes her more, uh, more likely to be attacked. Right. And so I think our point was one of the two people in this hypothetical of an unnamed street in America somewhere, right? right? Um, one of these people is probably going to be crossing the street. Right. In this scenario. Right. Why not be polite and be a little aware of what your presence might be doing? What it means. What it means. To that person. To that person. And rem- and and just be... Po- it was more of an acknowledge... Or asking for an acknowledgement of just, just that reality. Yeah. And, this isn't... And, I mean, and, and yes, you're right. That, I mean, it, w- it will be great if we can bring down the crime rate and the rape rate to the point where women... Don't have to feel that way. And that should be the big goal. That is the big goal. Right? Great. Of course we're working toward that. But in the meantime, there's a reality that we have to deal with. (laughs) In the meantime, until that blessed, blessed day, (laughs) hallelujah, there's a reality. And the thing is, if you don't want to be perceived as a a rapist, and you're not, we're going to assume that you are the best guy. Yeah. And great. Then... The way to show the world that you're not that rapist, right. that you're that awesome dude, right. act like an awesome dude and give her her space. Yeah. Just let her feel that much more comfortable. Yeah. It, it doesn't say anything bad about you. Right. It doesn't say that you're admitting to being associated with rapists. Yeah. It doesn't say that the society assumes that you're a rapist. Right. It just says... I know that women are more vulnerable in these scenarios. Uh-huh. She's probably feeling uncomfortable. I can ease that discomfort by crossing the street. Right. It's not an admission of guilt. Right. There's nothing to be guilty about. Right. So, nothing. Yeah, and that's that's key here as well. Is like, I think a lot of people think that because like that maybe are, wait, are you going to read the one about the group, like the the group guilt? Uh, I, I don't think, no, no, there was, there were some things I, here's what I am going to get into since we're talking about group as a whole, I'm going to, I'm going to add this one to the mix. Okay. All right. Uh, all this right. is from Mike in Alabama. Uh, it's no biggie. He says I'm white. So I tend not to be bothered by well, anything. Uh, but at the end of <laughs> episode 276, Dan said people who aren't white can't be racist. Hmm. Seems like a weird thing to say. His phrasing was a bit different, but that was the punch. I'm sure he's just. I'm I'm sure he just let his words come out before they went through the, his filter. But Frank, you got to poke the bear from time to time, <laughs> and stand up to his extremist views. Oh. Love the show. Uh, glad I could be a pain in your ass. Extremist. I'm an extremist. You have extremist views, Dan. I sometimes do. Yeah. Uh, but let's uh, let's unpack what that was about as well, because we may not have communicated that well. I may not have communicated that well. Yeah. Uh, again, we were accused by other people of saying that someone should be guilty for being white or right. saying someone should be guilty for being male. Right. And none of that is that couldn't be further from the point. You are guilty and should only feel guilty, right, for 
your own actions for being a racist or participating in racist things or sexism or right. homophobia right. or whatever. Um, I do think that there is group uh, responsibility. Yes. Uh, not in taking on the, 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 all the shame and all of that type responsibility, but group responsibility toward um, acknowledge again, this is the acknowledgement of your privileges, acknowledging uh the, the the social dynamics that right. might exist between races and trying to be one of the good guys if you're right. if you're white in america try to be one of the good guys who's working toward racial equality and acknowledging that different groups have different levels of privilege in this society right i Period. mean and here's what we're talking about we're talking about little things like uh the fact that if you send the same resume out to companies to be considered for a job, and that resume says Tiffany, it will be called uh, more often than if that resume... Uh, the equal. The equal resume. Exact same resume yeah. says Shaniqua. Right. That's just a fact. Right. That has been tested many times and proven to be so. Right. Same thing if your name is Frank versus your name is Darnell or whatever. Right. Or Muhammad or right. whatever. Right. So what we know is even if that person looking at those resumes, you know, has some friends of color, uh-huh. doesn't think of themselves as black, there is, there is an unconscious and, and systemic racism still present, very present, very much real and alive right. in our society. Right. The same goes for men and women. Right. We know we recently, just last week, there was a, there was a really interesting case where uh, a man was tweeting about the fact that he uh, he was a supervisor over this woman uh, at their work. They both did basically the same job, which was to advise, I guess, uh, people on. It was some sort of they 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 advised corporations on a thing, right? And uh, he was getting a lot of flack from his superior because uh, this woman was not as productive as he was, and hmm. he was pushing her to be faster, to be more productive. Right. And then one week, uh, he he wasn't being very productive. He was he was noticing a lot more pushback from his clients. They were questioning his advice more often. They, so he was having to work harder to get them to to sort of understand where he was coming from and believe what he said. Mm-hmm. And he finally realized that the reason was that he was answering their emails. He was sending out emails with her email signature. So they thought that they were coming from her instead of from him. And so they did an experiment. They swapped signatures. Right. Only thing they changed was the client thought that either the man or the woman was writing to them. Right. And it changed everything. Right. He instantly became the non-productive one, and she instantly became the productive one. Right. Because they just listened more. Wow. When they thought it was a man. Right. Same advice came coming from both people. Right. So, I mean, this is just unconscious it's these people aren't aware that that's how they're responding right uh, but it's there right uh, and and to not acknowledge that it's there to right. pretend like it's not the reality of our current society right. and yeah obviously once we hit ideal uh we can stop having this we can stop having this conversation yeah. In a bazillion, gazillion years when that <laughs> but, happens. But I think another thing here, Dan, that is really important for a lot of us, 
I think on the left to remember when we're talking about these kind of things is that I, I know that, well, I'm going to speak for myself and I think I can include you on this. Um, which is, I think a lot of times when we're talking about racism, we understand that we're talking about it on a systemic and on a societal level, right? Right. That we're not necessarily like when we say talk about white racism we're not talking about white like individual white people just because you're in the group doesn't mean that uh you are a racist and it doesn't mean you know and just because you're white doesn't mean that you have everything handed to you on a silver platter exactly right however uh there the 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 this this society there you cannot get away from the fact that there are that there is still systemic racism that pushes and hold not even so much pushes people down but holds people down right that changes the dynamic from which you're working right entirely and that's just a fact and that's and so like when we when i say that uh people non-white people uh non-white racism can't really exist right it's because systemically speaking it's just in place. Right. The, the fix is in. Right. And so, and, and so a person, a, a non-white human can be very prejudiced against white people. Right. Uh, or it can be prejudiced against people of other color. Absolutely. Uh, uh, 100%. Yeah. Prejudice occurs uh, from everyone to everyone. Uh, we're, yes. It, and that's it's almost just, how we are designed on some level. And we'll be talking about that later in the yeah. show. Um, but... Pre- but like racism as as a concept right goes uh is is a top down thing right. is is a is is a thing that happens when uh the group in power right uh uh holds down uh less powerful groups right that's, that's how the isms the typically work that's the isms yeah welcome to the isms the isms are it's about the hierarchy and we don't need to right. get into semantics you right. know you can but def- that's how sexism you, you can define just, these words right. differently right but that's what we're talking about right exactly so there you go. Uh, I'm going to move on. There's a couple. There, there's one more email that I wanted to get to. Oh, a couple more emails. Sorry. Uh, oh, no. Frank, Dan, hope you've been well. A brief comment on the fighting ideology versus fighting people dialogue from last week. This oh, was, geez. This was my week three of this. Uh, we'll be all right. <laughs> we can make it through. No, this is good. Uh, uh, this basically, he says, uh, this is Zach. He says, naturally, uh, you fight the ideology. But the understanding is that there is no ideology without the people. Uh, they are the hosts. They are, uh, and it is the infection. So, Dan, when you say, I don't fight people, I fight the ideology, I'm struggling to picture how you would go about that. Mm-hmm. Though I get a nice laugh picturing you writing the word racism on a chalkboard and yelling at it. At it. <laughs> uh, sadly, there is no other way to go, uh, no other way uh, but to go through people. Um, so, anyway, uh, and, and then he goes, through, goes on to talk about, like, he basically redefines the word fight and the word enemy uh, because I said that I don't have enemies. Right. Can I try just to, to filter what you're saying? Sure. Even though I don't fully agree with you, sure. can I try just to filter it real quick? Okay. And then you can agree or disagree. Great. I think it really sums up to, to, to one or two basic goals that you're, that you're looking for. Okay. Which is you're looking for a civil dialogue where people respect each other. Right. That's definitely high on my list. Right. Uh, and that you don't devalue the the person that you're talking to in in sort of these these uh, disagreement 
situations, right? Right. Um, you don't dehumanize the other side. I think that's a brilliant way of putting it. I uh, think that's what you're trying to say. I think that that's most of what I'm trying to say. Okay. I, and, 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 and I would go on to say that uh, the dehumanization, uh, uh, the, the, the answer. So a lot of the people that wrote in would say mm-hmm. things like, if they aren't respecting me, mm-hmm. if, you know, if the other side doesn't respect you, mm-hmm. you can't have a civil dialogue. Right. Because they won't because they don't humanize you. They don't see you as a human. Right. So you've got to deal with that and the best way and, 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 and many people would say that the way to do that is by not acknowledging their humanity either, but just fighting. Right. To which I say civil dialogue will never occur if you fight their dehumanizing you by dehumanizing them. Right. The way you get to civil dialogue, the way you change the model from fight, fight, fight mm-hmm. to listen, 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 is by you starting the listening. Okay. That's all you can do. Right. And if you are just in fight, fight, fight mode, then you'll just keep them in fight, fight, fight mode, and no one will ever hear anyone. I think that is far less of a problematic statement. Okay. Well, that's all. But I from was, my perspective, that's, that, that's what I, I was don't know trying about to our get listeners. At. But I mean, for me, if that because I, I kind of stepped away, and of course, you know, I'm I'm the one who posts the show. I don't know if everybody li- listening knows that. Um, but so I have to go through the show again and just make sure that everything's kosher and right. that it was recorded well and la la la. And so I end up listening through it again. And while listening to it again, it was, I was just kind of sitting there going, well, I don't, I know what he means. I feel like I really do feel like what he means, but what he's saying, I'm having a really tough time with. Right. So I, I'm totally so open to the notion that I did not explain myself well. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Let's just keep having a dialogue. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, all right. Um, let's uh, let, let's call that a day in terms of our uh, our emails. And let's sure. uh, do we have some folks to thank? We do. Um, we have a uh, new pope. Everyone, <gasps> what the white smoke has flown? Oh, uh, his name's Jake. Jake is our new pope. Oh my goodness! <laughs> there's been there's there's been there's been a coup. In, yeah, in the papal seat. Uh, and uh, James, as always, continues to be our uh, Lord and Savior. Thank you, James, and thank you, Jake. Um, and if you'd like to join them on Patreon, you can do so by going to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, clicking on the Patreon button, and there you'll find all sorts of rewards and uh things things and as a patron on patreon this is this is pretty cool you get a commercial free version of the show indeed that, that's just that's just the starting off point that's just, that's 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 just where it begins <laughs> and then the, the the rewards just roll in so thanks again for your support All right, Frank. So here's the deal. Yeah. Uh, as you know, I'm in rehearsals for a play right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this play is crazy. I don't know if it, uh, some of our listeners may have seen it when it was on Broadway recently. It's 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 a delightfully wicked uh, play Ooh. called Hand to God. Ooh. And in it, I play a pastor. Oh. Which is always fun. I play a a, a Texas Lutheran pastor. Uh, out of out of uh, Cypress, Texas, which is a, a suburb of Houston, Missouri Synod. Uh, 
my my you research should, you, hasn't gotten me that far. <laughs> I've got a lot well, t- to do. T- tell me a little more. Tell me more. Well, here's the thing. Uh, one of the big themes uh, that this play has, and it opens with this this monologue um, given by a semi demonic uh, puppet. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that appears in the play. Okay, uh, is to do with uh, the invention of good and evil. Okay, uh, and and how uh, you know when we as humans started to do really well and thrive uh, as a group. Uh, this happened when we started acting as a group. So when ah. when many people found out that they could kill bigger animals together. Uh-huh. They uh they started to thrive more. Uh-huh. But then we had to have group rules. And okay. uh, and and I, you know that that monologue is fun and it's sort of the opening of the of the of the play. But it's it's gotten me thinking about groups. And it's okay. got me thinking about uh morality and 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 sort of the group versus the individual because it that's been useful for uh millions of years to mm-hmm. our species. Uh, uh, 200,000 years. Just millions and millions of years <laughs> um, for our species and the species previous. Ah, millions. Yes. If you pred- and, and, the, and are not necessarily morphologically modern human. Right. Okay. Yeah. Not the homo. Well, how does that work? I don't know. Let's because not, let's not good. There's let's, homo sapiens, which has been around... For 200,000 years. Okay. And then prior to that, you have like Homo erectus mm. and the, the Neanderthals came before us, right? Well, they, now they're and saying- And then lived I, concurrently yeah, for lived a while. Yeah, lived concurrently and stuff. Anyway, uh, let's not go down a rabbit hole that we really aren't that educated well, on. I did watch a Nova. Oh, that. well, then you the- know all the things. <laughs> anyway, millions of years. I'm just- It doesn't matter. It's not millions, Dan. I, Our evolution for- took place okay. over- for 40 days and 40 nights, uh, we humans have been relying on the group thing. Ah, yes. And here's the thing. This group <laughs> think is where religion basically springs out of. Right. It springs out of this need for rules that apply to all of us. And, ah. you know, as we, as we have advanced through the thing, uh, we've, we've, we've come up with a whole bunch of different rules yeah. uh, in different places. Ah, we love rules. Uh, and, We're actually you know, champions of rules. Yeah. We love them. Well, we have to have them. Yeah. Uh, because because when we're working together as a group, then, you know, if somebody... Yeah. Uh, but it, it extends to, group, to rules about the microwave at work. Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah. And who's supposed to do what with the microwave. Right. And the signs that get left on the microwave and the refrigerator. Yeah. And... Yeah. Next to the mug shelf and the coffee maker. And, and for the love of God, pick up the shit of your own dog. There's probably a woman named Cindy in that C- office. Oh, she's the worst. <laughs> she's always... She, you know, the, the problem is, well, it's Cindy and it's Greg. Because Cindy is the one that's always microwaving fish and it just smells up the entire office. Yeah. But Greg's the one who's always eating other people's food, but he doesn't admit it. But we know yeah. it's you, Greg. Yeah. Stop it. Or Kevin. Oh, God, it's Kevin, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> it's fuck. always Kevin. Sorry, Greg. Anyway, uh, the point is that, uh, I, you know, I read a really interesting article recently about how our brains were, you know, we, we've developed these 
huge brains uh, that are capable of of uh, abstract thought and that are mm. capable of rational thought and mm. and that no other animal is really capable of. We are able to not on our level. No, no, no. right. Uh, but and we just sort of assume that that's because uh, we've evolved so well and and the the natural progression is toward. Uh, a rational thought. Of course. Well, except for the fact that there's no driving force behind evolution. Right. Well, and... Uh, and right. Except, As- except to keep the species alive. Exactly. And, and if you... You know, if, if something... You know, if one trait... Adaptations. And, yeah. Right. If one trait uh, leads to more death, that trait will not keep going. And a trait that leads toward more staying alive keeps going. Uh, yeah. I think it's... Is the oversimplified version. Yeah. Way. But, nonetheless... Well, so what they're saying is that uh, w- the reason that these giant neocortexes uh, developed was to promote group thought, oh. was so that we as a as a species could, uh, or someone who had group thought was so naturally selected. Right, right. Yeah. So, so, so what that so we it's we have the capacity for rational thought, mm-hmm. but it but that that's not why it developed that way. Which is why we're so bad at it. Why right. we can do it really, really well when we're forced to, but why we don't do it so often. Right. So, so often we see that someone defends the position of whatever group they've decided to belong to. Right. Rather than look at their position and say, oh, wait, that might be wrong. Hmm. So you get all these religious folks. You know, I was, I was a Mormon. Mm-hmm. And up until the point when I stopped being a Mormon, I would have defended... The Mormon point of view against all encroachments, uh, even much more logical encroachments. Right. Uh, you know, so. The, unto death. The logic didn't, yeah. wasn't the key. Fight unto death. Dan. The group was the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about was just the group versus the individual. And you had some interesting thoughts about. Oh, did I? Well, yeah, you, you, you I mean, you were asking questions about. <laughs> Who would value group and who would value individual more? I mean, on this whole topic, I think where I kind of would get started would be kind of the question. I would have the question of who, um, if you actually questioned different members of different groups. Right. Right. I, and you just simply asked, do you value the group or the individual higher? Mm. Right. So I, I think it would probably be fairly universal that people would say that they, they, they think that the group is probably more important, that protecting the group is the thing. Even, I mean, probably even your most rabid uh, libertarians I, would, would have a group that they could identify like family. Okay, right. right. That's their group that they would probably say they probably wouldn't be willing to go much larger than that. Maybe if they belong to an HOA, although I have a hard time thinking of an, of a, of a true libertarian ever belonging to an, bl- HOA. Belonging to an HOA. I mean, um, what's funny <laughs> is that is how much lip service is paid by some yeah. to this, uh, this sense of Ayn Rand esque, right. Individualism. Yeah. Like you're only of value to you. Yeah, and you should be serving yourself. Yeah, and uh, and and anyone who serves the group is a sucker. Yeah, and the like rugged individual individualist. Right, you know the 
even these people have to acknowledge the necessity of the group. I guess really what, what it all boils down to is how large these concentric circles or overlapping circles might actually grow for a person. So right. like for me, I have no problem with, with group on a very large scale. Yeah. I have no problem even ex- extending out to humanity as a whole. Yeah. And what are our basic needs? What are the things that we all need to be concerned about? And, what and, do this we, is, this and is how where, do we serve each other the best? Yeah. And I think this is where people are able to be concerned about things like global warming. Right. Right. E- and, uh, and so forth and so on. You know. I think what's interesting about that, and 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 maybe this, uh, I I hadn't drawn this line directly uh, in our previous discussion of this, but yeah. uh, you know what we what we have right now uh, as our president, yeah, is a narcissist, right? Uh, which is sort of the ideal non-group thinker. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. me server uh, right. to to the point of what we would call a personality disorder, perhaps. Uh, I, is my guess. But, I don't think I mean, I'm capable of diagnosing him as such. But well, sure, we know that, nar- <laughs> that there is a narcissistic personality disorder. Right. So we what we know is that uh, whether he has people the, yeah. people who study human minds and mm-hmm. how they are supposed to act. Right. See narcissism. See extreme narcissism. Extreme self servants. Right. Uh, when they look at our president. Uh, well, and they well they see that as a disorder. Oh right 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 right. They see it as a brain malfunction. Isn't when, that interesting? When you're when you're so far out of groupthink, yeah, that you can't that that others don't seem uh, equal to you, or that you that you see them as in service to you, right, uh, and only useful in that capacity, yeah. Uh, you that's a disorder in humanity. Wow. That is a broken human brain. So I think that that's really interesting. Uh, that you know that that's who we've chosen. <laughs> To, I would say I'm not diagnosing the man, right. but he certainly shows he exhibits a, a sense of of at least. And here's the thing. He's still doing groupthink. Yeah. Or at least he's appealing to groupthink. Yeah. No. He and he's and, clearly and he's still saying and 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 he finds the groups that most that most like him and well, he gloms onto them and they're mostly religious people. And are, I mean, narcissists are often master manipulators right as well right um especially if you add on a sociopath right <laughs> onto the diagnosis <laughs> which which let, let's just, let's be honest uh i think you and i both have just enough psychological knowledge that we can accurately say donald trump has all of the disorders <laughs> he is all of them I sure, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, now that's an interesting <laughs> thought, Dan. And it, and and I guess, I mean, I wonder what percentage of our top leaders have been narcissists, but who have uh, understood the need to have a facade of of sort of I'm here for everyone. I'm yeah. here for. I mean, Trump gives it lip service, but he's not good at the facade. Well, here's he's not good at sort of the the caring persona part of it. Well, people believe it. Here's the thing: they people, believe it. People but who are in the Republican group, not not all of it. My not pa- no like plenty my parents. Of, plenty of them don't. Right, but people who are in the group think yeah. of Republicans. Yeah, you got a lot of people who just believe his sincerity, who believe and. But what's interesting is that he, he, what he's doing is redefining 
what groups Americans are supposed to care about right. to smaller and smaller groups. What, what, not where, Muslims. Where right groups, yeah. Not Muslims. They're, they are not in-group. They are right. out-group. Even right. if they're Americans, they're still out-group. Right. And not, uh, you know, and, you know, American taxpayers shouldn't be funding the arts. Right. Shouldn't be funding the sciences. Right. Because, you know, global, if we, if we are funding climate change research. Right. And mitigation uh, techniques. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's, everybody has to pay for that. Right. That means, that means that we have to look, that we have to be looking at the group for a reason to do that. Well, and it's also, uh, belonging to the UN. Right. Oh, having, oh. You know, he has a serious problem with our, our position at the UN. Um, he, he want he, he'd rather us go, if we're going to be doing humanitarian stuff around the world that we would just do it ourselves, right. which actually will be more expensive and our dollars will be less effectively spent because the UN already has the apparatus in place. Right. And so it's kind of like people are like, who cares if we're spending, if, if we fund almost 30% of the UN, those dollars go that much further because we have everybody else's dollars going along with it. Right. Right. Maybe not the same proportion as you would want. Right. But um, he, he, he has this, you're right, though, that he has this inability to think about these larger groups. And I think that this, you know, it's interesting. Or Be- other groups. Yeah. Right, right. I think that religion, and I'm just sort of going to circle this back out of politics and sort of back to the religious sure, thank idea. You. Yeah. Um, because I think that what happens uh, with, human, with humans is that we're so good at, at groupthink. Uh, and so good at ignore at using that as a as a barrier to rational thought right that uh that when that I think what we need to do in our discourse as humans uh-huh. is take that into consideration so understanding that if when I talk to my father in law mm-hmm. i can 't approach him and just say, here are all of the rational, logical reasons why your religion is stupid and wrong and bad. Right. Yeah. Because he's going to jump to the group way before he jumps to his logic. Exactly. And his reason. Yeah. Way before. Uh, not everybody does that. I mean, I'm sure many of the listeners of this podcast and two of the people in the room with us right now, meaning just us, <laughs> um, are, you know, made it out of religion because we finally did crash reason and logic up against the right. group. But it's also easy for us to now find ourselves into groups that we feel very comfortable with. Yeah. And that the outside thoughts, even though they might be more uh reasoned, right? Yeah. They're we're still blind to them. We're still There's, blind. There are plenty of things that we are blind to because of our our basic worldview that that is incredibly entrenched yeah in 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 and 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 we will protect that worldview at all at all costs almost not because it's superior but because we identify with it exactly yeah but because it's our group right that's our group and we are genetically we are evolutionarily evolved to care about that right so I think I think that's that's maybe that's what we're getting to. Right. Is that this is about discourse. Right. And we can't have good discourse because we're stupid critters. Right. And and we're we were evolved not for discourse but for group. Right. So if we want discourse we have to get through that right. maze of the group think first. Right. 
We have to address that. So maybe your desire, Dan, to not think of the person who's in another group who thinks differently than you, not thinking of them as an enemy, you're trying to transcend these di- the, these divides. The group think divide. The group think divide. Right. 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 Because as and, long, and, because and, the second I see someone as an enemy, right. I've entrenched back into my group. Right. I'm not going to be thinking as logically either. Like maybe they're completely illogical. Right. But that means I have to be even more reasonable right. and logical. Right. I mean, the thing is, ultimately, at the end of the day, if you just kind of want to step back and look at the whole of humanity. Right. Just for a minute and say, you know, uh, what is going Really, the only thing that we have at our base is the biological imperative to to keep the species going. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And so will a conservative, closed society keep the species going? Yeah. It can. I mean, it will. It can. Yeah, no, sure. it will. Yeah. It will. Can a liberal, open society keep the species going? Yeah, it yep. will. People will still be fucking and having kids yep. in both societies. Yep. The question is, where do people thrive and, right. and, 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 and as, as individuals? Now. Right. And so you just have to you have to look at at, 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 the, at the different groups that are out there and say, where where do I thrive the most yeah. and where do I believe others are given the most opportunity to thrive? That's that's basically the all I care about. Yeah. Right. At, yeah. at, at the end of the day, how can my we... politics are all fucking up in the air right now? Sure. Right. I mean, not I mean, not all of them, but there's a lot of my po- my politics, the, 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 the my my sense of like, what's the right way to as uh, politically engage in the world? Sure. Governmentally engage in the world sure. as a as a voter, as a citizen, engage with my government. Yeah. Right? Like all of these things have been are, are topsy turvy at the moment sure and may come and recoalesce in the same way that they were before sure right but at this moment because of the trauma of having this horrendous president right yeah who's so far outside of my group that i have no identity with whatsoever i cannot identify with this man on any level yeah right and that that's the problem liberal america is like looking at this guy and he is anathema to almost all of our values yeah right and so it's just like, well, fuck it. Something, something is wrong in this mm-hmm. world, and I need to take a minute and look at me. Well, and that's, right. yeah. I, I, so so here, here's what I think is, is the, and, and I, I, I'm going I'm to even circle back further and go back to my play that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Because one of the themes of this play, uh, what happens to pretty much all of the char- characters of this play mm-hmm. is that they get broken down to like all of the facades get shredded off of them oh no that Uh, sounds painful it is you have no (laughs) like it it happens with a hammer in part like it it's very painful this process for everybody like you don't know it it gets things spiral out of control you're gonna you're gonna like this play a literal hammer yeah at one point yeah at one point a hammer must be used to do this but uh what but what it does is it shreds people down to human. Hmm. When all of the facade is taken off, when, you know, when my character, when he is called out 
for being pastor instead of person mm. enough times that he hears it, that's when he can connect with the other people. Mm. When he when he lets go of the group and uh, of, the, of, of the small group mm-hmm. and touches the part of himself that is the big group, which is human. Right. And I think uh, so that's so maybe that's the call. Maybe hmm. we're just saying when you feel yourself butting up against somebody else, when you feel yourself angry at someone else, that's okay. There's certainly nothing wrong with being angry at someone else. There's lots of reasons to be mad at someone else. But also for your own sake and for the sake of dialogue, touch the human, most human part of yourself. Dig deeper until you get to the part of you that understands. And here's the funny thing. You know, a lot of people say that, uh, I, I hear yoga people say the phrase namaste mm. and they say, and I, I hear often that the definition of that word, the real meaning of that word mm. is the light in me recognizes the light in you. Oh, well, that's beautiful, Dan. And I fucking hate that shit. <laughs> uh, here's what's really interesting in working on this play. What I came to was what I've realized is it's much more important for the bullshit in me to recognize the bullshit in you. Hmm. And for, but that, what that means is I have to, I have to realize that I'm a piece of shit too. Hmm. I'm pretty bad at this. We're all pretty bad at this. I'm, I have a lot to learn. Hmm. I've gained a lot of knowledge, a little bit of wisdom, and it's done me so little good. (laughs) And you know what? Look, I'm a piece of shit. And the piece of shit in me recognizes the piece of shit in you. Hmm. We both have humanity to us. Let's see if we can move forward. It's beautiful, Dan. So namaste, everybody. (laughs) To all of you. We're all pieces of shit. And if you'd like to write into us and tell us how we're wrong about all of this, because we know if we know you will, and you're probably right, there's we are pieces of shit over here. So <laughs> please write to us. Uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com is the email address, or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is four two four six 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 eight four four two. Yes, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/tgiatheist. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but you'll get let in if you're for real. Yeah, it's true. Hey, uh, speaking of of Facebook, uh, I want to thank Mackenzie for all of her hard work on the Facebook page. And I want to thank Amy, uh, Sarah, and Danny for their hard work on the Members Only Lounge as moderators. And thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club and Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. And thank you. Uh, thanks to our Patreon uh, donors for their for their uh, generous donations. If you'd like to be a part of keeping this thing afloat, please go to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the Patreon pay button. Uh, and that's how you can do that. And thank you, dear listener, for listening. We sure do appreciate it when you do. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.